0: The story that you heard today is from the, the ninth chapter of the Gospel of John, and, and the thing I want you to, to, to hear from that is that they saw a man born blind, or a man who was blind from birth. That's what they saw. That's what it says at the very beginning of that scripture patch, is they saw a man blind from birth You and I both know that first impressions first impressions determine a lot for us What we see first really determines a lot about what we carry on throughout with us I mean, I don't know if you've ever met anyone and, you know, you, you saw them and you made a snap judgment about them and, and even though over time maybe, maybe they proved themselves to be a little bit different than that, it was just really hard for you to put that all together because your first impression just never quite resolved itself with the person that you actually ended up being with, meeting, experiencing. And so... Our first impressions are very important, but first impressions also can, can sort of blind us to seeing someone progress or be different. We also know that just in terms of our brain and our mind and all that sort of thing, we see what we expect to see. Have you ever taken, we've seen one of those things where it has like, you're reading a sentence and it has a double word in it? But it takes you three times to realize there's a double word in it? Because your brain goes, it's not supposed to be there, so I'm just not going to see it. I'm just not going to see that that double word in there. So we see what we expect to see. And so I I want you to think about that. They saw a man blind from birth. That's what they saw. And so Jesus sees him. His disciples see him. And what do the disciples immediately say or do? Do you remember? Okay, biblical scholars, there's a Bible in front of you, John chapter nine. We're going to class time. What do they ask? What's that? Right. But what was what was the, what was the question behind that? Is who sinned? Who sinned? The basic understanding of that time um, was. If something if something was wrong with you, if you got sick or something happened in your family, that someone had sinned. There was this really strong feeling, you know, about that 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 sin and the and the seven generations. If you heard about that in the scripture, like the sin revisits down, you know, the sin of a man comes down to seven generations. There was a really strong feeling about that there was something not quite correct, or some some tragedy befalls a family, that someone had sinned. That they they were in the wrong. So so who sinned? So the disciples see the man blind from birth and immediately they go, who sinned? Let's figure out why this guy is blind. Let's get to the root cause of the problem. They're, they're They're trying to figure out a theological solution to a physical problem, in a sense. I mean, we don't believe that, right? We don't. Anymore, right? Yeah, right. I mean, we have all kinds of belief about things. Why doesn't that guy just don't get a job? Ever think that in your brain? Yeah, I have. What's wrong with them? You know? What is it about this cycle that we can't get them, get them to stop? Notice the language. We're always looking around outside of ourselves and making judgments. Oftentimes we're blind to our own beliefs about why things are the way that they are. We often look at our own lives and go, well, my life is the way it is because I worked hard. You know? I earned everything that I've gotten. And then, but we often look at other people and go, well, they didn't work very hard. And look what they have. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just this interesting thing that we have going on. So anyway, so the disciples are focused on sin. They're focused on who sin? Like, what is the, what's, what's, what's the root problem here? What's the theological issue? And yet, they saw a man blind from birth. And that's where they go. Jesus talks with him. He realizes that he's been by the pool of Siloam, which is which is this pool that was supposed to have healing and restorative powers, and if I remember correctly from my study, it would it would sort of it would sort of it would sort of bubble up. And when it bubbled up, that is when it was supposed to have its 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 largest power, and basically whoever got in there first was supposed to receive the healing. And so there'd be people there waiting, and when it would bubble up, people would just run down there. And so, you know, it was survival of the fittest, basically. Later on, you'll hear a story about Jesus where there's, where there's a guy who, who can't walk, and he's been by the pool, and he can never get there because everybody always, they always beat him to the pool. And so he goes down to the pool, he's able to just wash in the water, and now he can see. And so he goes back into his community and the community does what? They don't he recognize him. I mean, it really wasn't like extreme makeover. I mean, he didn't get a new haircut. They didn't give him a, a nose job and new ears and whatever. I mean, he just opened his eyes. He was no longer begging, no longer blind, and they didn't even recognize him. This change had come over him. They didn't even recognize him. They still saw a man blind from birth. They couldn't accept this sort of change in the midst of their community. You ever have a friend or a family member who turns over a new leaf... You know, I mean, maybe, maybe they were an alcoholic or an addict and, and they, they begin to get right with themselves, they begin to get right with their addiction, they begin to get clean, and in the back of your mind, what are you thinking? Not going to last, right? I mean, that's a self-protective thing, I'll just say that, that's a self-protective thing. But we we have a hard time, we have a hard time accepting it when people change, in our lives because we 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 like it we like it when we've got you know crazy Uncle Joe, you know, Aunt Mary who always wants to kiss you too many times you know I mean when everybody's sort of in their place, you know but then somebody starts to change or somebody somebody you know whatever something happens to them some amazing experience and all of a sudden you're like whoa I don't even recognize you. How do I interact with you? Our relationship has changed, and, and now I don't even know how to how to interact with you. The neighbors didn't even recognize him; they'd grown up with him, his whole life. Now he can see, he can become a productive member of society, and they're just who is this? Was this the guy who used to beg? We don't even know who this is. Da, da 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 da! I mean, they just go on and on. It's really awesome. Here, and so then they end up. They end up. He ends up going before the religious leaders, the Pharisees. And and you've got to know in the Gospel of John, um, John is not friendly to the Jews. He he has he's got an issue with the Jews. So you just got to know he 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 often casts the Jews in a very negative light. And he's John, the writer of John, is is one who he'll say the Jews is this, the Jews did that. That'd be like saying America did this you know, all of Richmond did this, okay, so he sort of casts dispersion on everybody, so just know that when you're reading it, that there's, a, there's an agenda there, but, so, but he goes before the Pharisees, and, and what are the Pharisees worried about? Yes, very good, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that, that's good, that's how he got that PhD he's got, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes he did, he read ahead. Mm-hmm. Was this done on the Sabbath? Was there a rule broken? Did we dishonor God by healing someone? I mean, apparently, um, taking wa- I, missed, I moved my water and stuff. By, by taking water and dirt and rubbing it together is, is work on the Sabbath. Yeah. again, so that you understand, the Pharisees, um, the Pharisees were the good people. Most of the people sitting in this room, if we were Jewish and we were lived back in that time, we'd probably be Pharisees. Because we're the ones who, you know, we, we, we try to cut our grass and keep the, keep the sidewalk edged or have somebody do it. And, you know, mulch the yard and, you know, we're, we're the ones who try to live by, we, we try to pay our taxes or, or get away with not paying as many taxes as we can or... We, 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 we sort of live within the guidelines, and, and then we worship, to, and then we worship, we come to worship together. So the Pharisees, these, I mean, so they're trying to live according to the law, and, they, and they, they wanted to build a fence around the law, meaning there was the law, there were the, sort of the rules here that you wanted, to, you wanted to follow in order to follow God appropriately, Then they wanted to put a fence around it so you didn't even get close to screwing up. Does that make sense? Sort of like some of the laws we have in, in our country, right? We're, there, there, there's a there's a thing not to do, but we're going to put a fence around that so you don't even get close to doing that. And so they would they would that that's why they had all these prescriptives about what was work and what wasn't work on the Sabbath because you weren't supposed to work on the Sabbath. So, so they're very again, so they're very so they see a man blind from birth who now can see, and they're focused on did this happen on the Sabbath? Did we did we dishonor God? did Jesus dishonor God by doing this work on the Sabbath day? And they just grill him, you know? They just grill him about what happened and who's this guy and and all of that, trying to figure out, did this happen on the Sabbath and who's this Jesus? And even so much so, they bring the parents in, and they say, yes, this is our son, Yes, he was born blind. No, we don't know what happened. No, we don't, you know, basically they're denying to know anything about it. But can you not imagine that he didn't go to his parents and was like, Mom and Dad, I met this dude. He put mud on my eyes. I went down to the pool. I washed and now I can see. I mean, unless he had some sort of strange relationship with his parents, which some of us do. But when something really cool happens in my life, I still call my mommy. You know? Mom, you'll never believe what the kids did today. You'll never believe, you know, this amazing thing happened. But yet they're so scared of the Pharisees. They're so scared of the community because everybody's still focused on, this is the man born blind. They can't allow it to go on. And then I love it. So then the Pharisees bring him back in. I mean, this is this this story just reads like a classic law and order episode. You know, I mean, it just develops and you send him away and you come back. and You're like, who's in trouble and what's going on here and all this sort of thing. And so Pharisees come back in. And I love this. I love this phrase. They say, they say, um, they say, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. So now just imagine, here are the leaders of your religious community. And I imagine it like Shark Tank. They're sitting back behind a table. They bring him in. You know, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. And he says, I love it. He just says, I do not know whether he's a I do not know that he's a sinner. I know one thing. And what is it? Blind. I was blind. And now I see. And of course, what are they focused on? How did it happen? When did he do it? What was the thing? Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's so amazing they get so focused on, see, they've seen a man blind from birth and they can't get over it. I love this. He answers them, I've told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Oh man, that's got to be like the knife in the heart for them. Like They think this guy is, is, is you know the anti-God, like they can't be the Messiah, can't be anybody worthy because he's breaking all these laws. And, and then the, the guy who's now can see says, do you want to become his disciples? And they're like, no, we're disciples of Moses, bonehead. You know? Well, it's implied in the Greek. Yeah, in the Greek it's implied. Just saying. It's just, it's just. <laughs> This is, this is uh, Joel's translation of the Bible, so <laughs> probably could be getting in trouble here. Uh, he says, I love it. You are his disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. Again, back to origins, Right? Back to origins. Who sinned? Where is he from? And the man says, here's an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know, we, I love this, we know that God does not listen to Sinners. And he does not listen to one who, and he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. I mean, he is schooling them here. And of course, then they answer, "You were born entirely in sin, and you're going to talk to us." And they drove him out. They saw a man blind from birth. And that's all they could see. What is it in your life that you are blind to? What is it in your life that you've been turning your sight away from because you'd rather not? deal with it. Where in your life is it time to invite God to take some water, to take some dirt, to put it on your eyes, and to go and wash? Because the invitation is for all of us to begin to see To see ourselves differently. To see others differently. To not get so focused on what we already think we know. Jesus said he came into the world so that those who were blind would be able to see. And so the invitation is there for all of us. But when we begin to think we know, when we begin to think we have it all figured out, that's when we get blinded most of all. What I love about our community of faith is that we seek to be those who welcome all. We seek not to judge those who come through these doors to worship with us. We seek to just draw people into a journey of following Jesus and following Jesus where Jesus leads. And that is a path that is not easy. That is a path that is difficult because it is going to call us into question. It is going to ask us to do hard things. It is, going to, it is going to get us hurt at times because people are people and they're going to disappoint us. And we're going to disappoint ourselves. But what we try not to get focused on is what we think we've seen. We seek to focus on Jesus, who came to be the light of the world, that all people might see, that all people might be seen, that all people might be given honor, dignity, that all people might have the opportunity to be productive members of the community. And so that is what we seek to be and do as a community. And it starts with us individually. Doing the hard work of inviting God into our lives and saying, Lord, where do I need to see clearly? And so today, I want you to think about where was it that you were blind and now you see? And where is it or you are blind now and wish to see again.